Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Nicholas Bailey from The Billion Dollar Body. Hey, this is Heather Mann from Fortune Academy. And if you want to have a billion dollar network. And if you want to earn your fortune. You should be listening to Build Your Network. Build Your Network. With my good friend, Travis Chappell. Travis Chappell. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Welcome back to another topic episode. These have quickly become one of the favorites over here at Build Your Network, and I'm super excited to share this one with you today. This is going to be featuring Nicholas Bayerly. Nicholas is the CEO and founder of The Billion Dollar Body. Basically, they help businessmen in their business with their health and their relationships, because they believe all three of those are very, very important aspects of life. And I fully agree with him. Nicholas is a good friend, and he has some great insights on this networking topic. And then we're also featuring Hither Mann. Hither is a investor. She started a company called Fortune Academy, where she teaches people how to create wealth, uh, realizing that education system really didn't do a lot of that. But she was 25 years old. She had already built up a multi-million pound portfolio over in England of real estate. And uh, then she left leveraged that into the world of financial trading and invested about 8 million pounds or so with a financial trader over in London's and now built this just giant academy and this whole entire system that focuses on how to help people build wealth that don't know how to do that. So I'm super, super excited to get into this one with everybody. But first, I know that you guys have heard by now, but my last mastermind has sadly come to an end. 
but I'm really happy to announce the beginning of the new mastermind, Build Your Network Dynasty. A dynasty is defined as a series of members of a family who are distinguished for their success, wealth, etc. If that doesn't define what we're about to create with this movement. I don't know what does. Trust me, this is going to be huge. If you have ever gotten the slightest bit of value from any of the conversations I've had with the rock stars on this show, and if you've ever wanted to be part of a family that's set apart from the rest, I implore you to go over to buildyournetwork.co slash dynasty to apply to be a part of this movement. Look, this isn't just a network. It's a dynasty. Trust me, you will not want to miss out on this. I like to reward action takers. So the initial pricing is only good for the first 10 people who jump in and five spots have already been taken. So this is the most affordable product I have ever put out there literally. And I did that so that we can really blow this thing up. So stop hesitating, take action, be a part of the dynasty and head over to buildyournetwork.co slash dynasty to learn how you can get a free dynasty gift upon signing up. And I'll see you on the inside. And now let's go ahead and get into the top networking tips, part eight with Nicholas Bailey and Hither Mann. So tell us about a time, since you're obviously really big on this kind of stuff, tell us about a time specifically where a connection that you made, whether it be a mentor or like somebody that you know really personally, or just someone that you met once that introduced you to somebody. Tell us about a time when a connection that you made led to a big moment of success or an aha moment for you. Yeah. So I have many of these, but I'll, just one that comes to my head is I had a client, his name's Connor Blakely. He just turned 18. I actually just interviewed him yesterday. He consults Sprint and a bunch of different big companies, makes like a million dollars a year, 18 years old. Wow. And so he invested in some of our health programs because he was like, man, I used to be an athlete in school. And ever since I started business, like I've gained 30 pounds and we got him super ripped and shredded and feeling good, integrated in the community, made a big impact. We used to talk on the phone a lot talk about relationships and, you know, we're all about health, business and relationships here. So we built a great connection. Then one night I was down in San Diego and he texted me in LA because he's like, man, I love this guy, Nicholas. We built a good connection. I'm having a dinner tonight with this guy named Jay Abraham. And Jay Abraham is like basically why Tony Robbins is making money, right, right. you know, consult, like he teaches the business mastery at Tony Robbins event. So he invites him to come speak. So basically I get a text from him and I was like, man, there's probably going to be like a, tons of people there. It's going to be like a networking event. It's four hours of traffic to get to LA right now. Should we go? And what I've taught myself ever since I was 18 years old is just to go. Yes. I've done it. Yes. I mean, literally I've showed up in different countries with no plan and just showed up to meet someone and they yes. didn't even know I was coming. That's how crazy I've been. So I drove there four hours, showed up and it was Jim Quick which is like the memory mm -hmm. expert. I actually have a call with him like in like two hours or something like that. Awesome. And then also I brought my friends with me and then it was just my client and Jay. And we hung out with Jay for a long time. That turned into a invested interest. So my goal of creating connections is always to build invested interest, not so that they like just know who I am, but I want them to be invested in who I am and want them to feel like, man, I'm a part of to this. I want to right. help. Right. And so that's what we built with him. And we ended up doing stuff where we do mentorship calls with him now that would cost me a hundred thousand dollars per like coaching sign up or whatever. Yeah. And you know, he doesn't, no one really knows, but like he doesn't make me invest anything because he has invested interest in me. He can do whatever he wants with his time. So he helps build our business. Now he's speaking at my live event in June. And so he'll, you know, it's like one of his only United States speaking tours because he just only has limited time, 68 years old. He can do whatever the heck he wants. He's like, just from seminars, he did like $250 million or something like that. So just from one connection with an 18-year-old that I spent time with, that I worked with, 
then led to me going to a dinner where there's no one else there that showed up. I guarantee you there was more people that got invited, but they looked at the traffic and they're like, oh man, it's LA. Oh man, that dinner place is super expensive. Can I really go there? Oh, it's going to cost me so much money. And they looked at all the downsides rather than weighing both sides. The worst case scenario for me was that I'd show up and Jay wouldn't give a crap and he'd be super busy and never know who I was. Mm -hmm. And I was okay with that. I'm like, well, it's a cool dinner place. Like at least I'll have good food. (laughs) And then the best case scenario is I build a connection like I did. And luckily that one just turned out the best case scenario. And that's literally story of my life. That's how everything happens. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we have the billion dollar brotherhood. It's all about connections. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And that's such a fantastic story because it started with such like a humble beginning. You know, like you didn't cultivate this relationship with this 18 year old kid because you knew that he was tight with Jay Abraham and that you could eventually go meet him in like a one-on-one type setting and make this other relationship to where he's going to come speak at your event and stuff like that. You were just investing in that relationship. When you were having your coaching calls, whatever, with this particular guy, it was focused on this particular guy. How can I help you? What can I do to add value to your life? And then that's what created the opportunity to then be able to be put in front of somebody like Jay Abraham. I think that's so important because so many people, I think, go into relationship building with ulterior motives because they know that this particular person knows this particular person and they want to get in touch with that person. So in order to get in touch with that person, they want to have a good relationship with this person. And there's always like this hidden agenda behind it. And that's just such the wrong way to go about it. And that's why I love that story. They can sniff that out, you know, like, right. That's why it's all about building the connection. Like at, at a Thrive, genuine I a, friendship. <laughs> I had like a 45 minute conversation with Grant Cardone at Thrive. Someone else right before that just paid like $5,500 for 15 minutes Skype. I bought him and his team drinks and it ended up being like a hundred bucks. It was hilarious. I thought it was going to be more. I was like, charge everything you buy on my card. 
and they ended up not drinking a lot. I was like, okay, sounds great. And we spent 45 minutes just chatting to each other, just BSing. It wasn't about, oh, am I going to be able to take a picture with them? I didn't take a picture with them. Like, right. that's exactly what's going to lose all my like relationship equity that I just built with that exactly. guy is to be like, oh, can I get a picture? He's like, cool, that's going to cost you all your relationship equity. Yeah, exactly. Everything that we just built up just now, you can never withdraw that ever again. So instead, I'm like, cool, man. I even went up to him and I was like, hey, man, what was your name again? I was like, my name's Nicholas. And he's like, oh, my name's Grant. I was like, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> like, of course I know who you are, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's such a good example. Uh, Cause I was obviously, you know, I was at Thrive working John Lee Dumas' booth. So when Grant first came in, he walked in through that lobby area where all of our booths were set up and most of the people were in the session. And my wife was like, Oh babe, Grant Cardone's right there. Can you, you want to go talk to him or whatever? And I was like, and I looked over and there was like two or three people already standing there taking pictures with them. Like, you know, and exactly what you're saying is I was just like, you know what? It's such a long-term game to me. Cause Connecting with him at that moment to me just didn't make sense because I was just like, if I'm going to go up to him and just introduce myself and be like, what am I going to say at that point? I'm just going to be like, I'm a huge fan. Like that instantly puts me in a different category in his mind. So I was just like, you know what? There's a better place. There's a better time. Like I can meet other people who will eventually introduce me. Like I can build up more of a presence and then he'll start noticing. Like there's just going to be a better way to make that happen other than exactly what you just said, running up and saying, can I have a picture? And then leaving just like the other thousand people did that day. And so I like what you said too about Jay Abraham, about having somebody actually be a proponent of what you have, not just like meeting them and shaking their hand, but to the point where they're actually willing to push you forward and do things for you and for your business. And man, I love that. If you had to boil it down to just one thing, Nicholas, so talked about a few, a few tips, a few tricks, one tip for if somebody's listening right now and they've been tuning us out the whole time, having a conversation with somebody, but they're hearing this part what would you tell them? One tip on networking. Show up. Like that's just a huge part of like pay to play, show up. Such a big part and being consistent. Like there's a big thing called dream 100. So you can do that. That's like a great way to be able to put down like a lot of people you want to connect with and you figure out different strategies to be able to get into their inner circle. It wasn't easy. Like Jay wasn't the easiest person to get a hold of. I mean, he doesn't need anything from anyone. And he actually showed me one of his strategies for connecting with people that are obviously high caliber, like billionaires and stuff like that. And he showed me that he follows up in text message, even if they don't answer, he keeps texting him and acting like he's talking to him. So they're like, they don't reply. He's like, yeah, cool. That time doesn't work for me either. We'll try next week then. Like he just replies <laughs> anyway. And then does things to get their attention. And I think he shipped him like a $400,000 statue or something like that to his wow. front door. And so what did I do? I took his exact tactics and I made friends with his assistant and we sent her a gift because I knew, what am I going to say? I'll send Jay, Jay that's going to really get his attention. Everyone probably sends Jay staff, right. but what about the person that has the key to all of his schedule? So we sent her this awesome spa package. And now she's like trying to get us to talk to Jay every single day. Like, feels like she owes us the entire world because no one ever thinks of her. So right. Dream 100 is, if I had to boil down to one thing because it has so many things in it, is great. But then just literally showing up is so big. Like I've invested with Cole Hatter three years. Do I need to keep investing? Probably not. Like we have a great friendship, but I know that am I getting more value than that? Absolutely. So a lot of people, they just stop too early. Like they get denied and being a Okay, actually, one thing. Ready? Everyone write this down. Don't be offendable. Like, assume the best. That's it. Mm. Like, too many people get offended. Yeah. They're like, oh, this person said this to me. I don't like them anymore. And I'm just like, dude, you're forfeiting everything. Like, you don't know what that person's talking about. Mm. Assumption is discernment from the devil. 
So assuming is the worst thing you could ever do because yeah. uh, it's not real. Like people think that their assumptions are real life and that's why they're living in a fantasy world. Right. That person probably didn't even think anything. They probably like had to go below their nose and they blew you off because they didn't want to sneeze in front of you. Like right. it's terrible what people go through. So being undefendable would be huge. Dream 100, Google it. It's really good. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. And that, with as far as that giving a gift to Jay's assistant, did you pick that up from somewhere or did you just decide that that's something that you wanted to do? So my wife was actually the one that picked it out. There was a gift online service and we do this with our clients too. So it was just something that you were like, hey, this would probably be a good idea. We should try this out. Oh yeah, it's always personable. So we try to get to know the people. It's not like, oh, let's send them brownies and they're people. That's what people do to us all the time. It's like, I'll get like brownies and stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm definitely not going like, to eat these, this is going but I the really trash. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for the gesture where, though. Whereas just like getting to know me a little bit, something that I like doesn't have to be crazy, but something that's right up my alley. And that's always big. So we started doing this with our health clients, even back in the day. Now we do it with our brotherhood people. It's like, what do they want for like their birthday? What do they kind of like? What are they into? Do they even yeah. like gifts? Right. Like some people love cards. Some people hate them. I'm a guy that's like, Oh, cool. I got a card. And then I'll forget to say thank you because right. it's just not that big of a deal to me. Super but for other people, right? they love it. S really practical tip here for anybody listening. Go pick up a copy of John Rulin's book, Giftology. And that's kind of what I was asking about, Nicholas, because what you were just saying is literally a bunch of gifting strategies that John Rulin, he, he's the number one Cutco salesman in history, in Cutco's history. And now he runs a Rulin Group, which is basically just a gifting company. So he does gifts for clients for a living, literally, and created an awesome business out of it. But one of his biggest tips is to never neglect the inner circle. So he coaches people to do that, to send gifts to assistants or to spouses or family, because those are always the people that get neglected in those situations. And if you make an impact with somebody close, that person will be a proponent for you to get in touch with this other person. That's kind of why, why I was asking a little bit further about that, because that was a gifting strategy that I read about in that. So I was wondering if you picked it up from him or if it was just like, hey, this is something that makes sense to me. Yeah, we just did it just because we were like, we need to figure this thing out. You said yeah. giftology though? Giftology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, highly recommend picking up a it's a really quick read, but there's a lot of really great gifting strategies in there from John. Let's go ahead and dive deep into the networking aspect because I think it's really interesting how much you've already been talking about it. And I don't know if it's just because you're on my show and, and you feel like that's what you should talk about. <laughs> no, it's but, actually uh, the fundamentals of everything. I, mean, yeah. I knew you liked the networking aspect and I think it's amazing you you teach people that, but it's actually the basis on why I am successful because it's who you know in this industry. I'm just, I don't claim to be a genius. I'm not some super clever trader or property investor. I'm good, but because of the people that's taught me. And I found that from networking. And so I didn't create it, you know, sitting in my house all alone. So that's the thing. The networking is super powerful. I literally know how to find opportunities from, okay, this person can create an opportunity here, but it's how you add value. So networking is only good you know, a lot of people think it's just take, take, take. And that's when networking can become very distasteful. It becomes almost annoying. People don't like you if you just want to take from them. I like people who network by saying, okay, how can I add value? They're adding value to my life. I'm adding value to their life. It's a mutual benefit going on. And that's when networking is super powerful. So that's all you got to do.
you're you're literally answering all the questions I had for you, Heather. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> I was I was about to ask you, do you believe what you know or who you know is more important? And you literally were just like, oh, it's who you know, it's who you know. And then my next question was um, talking about giving and taking, and you just answered that question. So, oh, right, okay. <laughs> well, we're on we're on the right wave. That's good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that and just to piggyback on what you were saying, that is the. I think number one disconnect in networking, quote unquote networking. And I think that it causes a lot of people to be really timid about it because some people, I feel like they just, there's two extremes, right? There's there's the networker that you're talking about that's always trying to take, take and take. And he's always got a thousand new business cards hot off the press in his back pocket to throw in your face and ask for this and ask for that. And then he moves on to the next person without even hearing your name or where you're from or anything like that. But then you also have the person that looks at that person and doesn't want to be that person so much that they just don't network at all. So what is your advice to that person? So they don't want to network because what they don't like... They're afraid of being that annoying friend that nobody wants to talk to. Well, it's very simple, actually. It's about making building relationships. So for the annoying person, they're only annoying because they're not genuine. That's why they're annoying. So to be not annoying, it's actually just connecting to your inner self, i.e. just being like, okay, I genuinely am going to add value to this person or I'm going to find a way to help. So a lot of people focus on the money. They think, okay, how can I make money from this person? That's the worst thing in the world. I never focus on money and I, I don't remember the last time I have. I know I will make money regardless. It's easy to make money, but what's more important is the relationship I'm building and the trust I'm building and the integrity. So that's all you've got to go out there. You know, I mean, the reason I bought a car without looking at it, for example, is because I trusted the guy that I deal with who buys mine, sells my cars, et cetera. He is so good at building rapport. And he's, these are the best communicators. If you want to do very high-end business or any kind of business, people go to who they like. Even if somebody else cuts them, say, say I mean, obviously, I'm talking to you. I build a rapport with you. I like you. When somebody else just comes five minutes of their time with me and they're like, you know what, I can do better than Travis. I'll be like, no, thanks. Maybe you do, but I like Travis. I'm going to him. So that's networking. That's when it's powerful. And that's when it's not annoying rather than I can do everything. It's just integrity and yeah, gen- being authentic. Being authentic. Yeah. Building deep, genuine relationships with people that don't have any sort of like any, any sort of backend offer uh, to use some online marketing terms there. But there's no hidden agenda when you're going to connect with these people. You're just genuinely trying to build relationships. And like I like that you brought in the money into it and said it's not about the money. It's about the relationship because I feel that a lot of people treat it like uh, cold calling, you know, like in-person cold calling. They'll look at networking event, like in-person cold calling opportunity. Oh, look. And I come from a door-to-door sales background, Heather. So I've, I've been doing door-to-door sales for as long as I That's can remember. And yeah. the problem is people treat networking like it's door-to-door sales. Like yeah, they'll, they'll go hard. up to every single person and treat it like a numbers game and quote unquote, knock the door, talk to the person, give them a little spiel. And then they say, no, they move on to the next one. And it's just not how you go about doing it. And like I said, I'm a door-to-door salesman. So I think it has its place. Cold calling always has its place, but not in relationship building. Yeah, you're right. No, but you know what? You're lucky because I think everyone should do something cold calling or canvassing. I did it myself. And that was how a quiet person can become taken out of the shell because to be very... Because I mean, I was I was scared of rejection, and the only thing that will destroy your confidence in, immediately is cold calling or door to door canvassing. Because that will be the quickest way you get over this rejection issue. And once you pass that, then you're you're very good at rapport building. So I think actually it's an advantage you came from that because you know how not to feel 
uh, problem if someone doesn't want to talk to you because it's just like people may do that. But you're doing it in a different way this time. So you'll actually be a better networker if you've had that experience, in my opinion. I was better at negotiating deals because I used to sell mobile phones when I was 16, you know, and just the stuff that the annoying salesperson, that was me. <laughs> so, but that built my confidence because I was not, I didn't care that somebody walks past you and just hates you and right. you just shrug it off and smile and next person. And that's powerful. Then mm-hmm. network building is actually just a sophisticated different level. But with the basis of that, self-image is huge because the only reason people will be scared of networking to a very good level is because they don't think they're worth talking to themselves. I don't, I can't offer. I mean, I remember when I was really young, I used to think, oh my God, I can't offer that person that guy's way too big i'm nobody that's a really bad image self-image you've created in your head so unless you destroy that and you're fully confident you've got everything to bring to the table nothing to lose that's when you become a good networker as well yeah and and if i can add on to that what what you're just saying is something that i've found to be completely true with this podcast and it's funny that i'm really introverted naturally so i'm a natural introvert like you were saying i'm i'm not the person that is like always trying to be the center of attention and like i would rather be by myself when i go to a networking event like i have to force myself to go out and talk to people i naturally would rather just sit there and get on facebook or like text a buddy something yeah. funny you know what i mean like make yeah. fun of people in the room or something something like that, that that's my yeah exactly that's my natural tendency to do that. And so I think it's funny that we're both kind of introverted, but we're both talking about how much cold calling and door to door and that kind of a thing helped us come out of that and build confidence because confidence has been very, very important for me to get the quality of guests that I have on the show. I mean, even talking to you right now, Heather, like I I think probably one of the big reasons that that you're even talking to me right now is some of the other guests that I was able to get on the show and they're recognizable names, people that you've talked to, people like Patrick, but David, who, who, yeah. yeah, really, really awesome guy who I just kind of reached out to on an Instagram message one day. And I can tell you that I've probably reached out to 20 more people that are just as influential or more as, as Patrick is. And, you know, a lot of them never said anything back to me. A lot of them, you know, said no. And a lot of them said, you know what, come back when you have a better following. Or, you know, a lot of people said no. And a lot of people didn't answer. But like you're saying, when you have that confidence, like it just doesn't phase me anymore. It just is like, you know what? All right, no worries. You know, uh, if I can help at all, let me know. I always try to offer something, offer to give some value when somebody says no. Is, I, was, is there anybody I could introduce you to? Or is there any way that I can help you out or anything like that in the meantime? And then, you know, maybe in the future we can work something out and you don't have to take it personally. Just realize that like, okay, it's not going to work out right now, but in the future it might. And maybe I can add some value to you in the meantime. And uh, I love so much about, about what you're saying. It's just fantastic. If you had to boil it down to one aspect, I know we've talked about a few different things here and there today. Just one tip, like one takeaway that you would want somebody listening to this to go home with about how to grow your inner circle the right way. What would that one tip be? Before you enter any venue or networking or whatever group or even a meeting, always know what you want before. Know the end goal before you enter. If you just head in, like just make conversation from no idea, then you, your conversation is going to go all over the place. But if you have an end goal, I, I'm going, oh, my outcome from this conversation will be X, Y, Z. You will own that place. Hmm. That is a very actionable tip and actually yeah. one that I, uh, something that I've actually really been trying to work on recently. 
is because I've been definitely that person that just kind of goes into a conversation just like, hey, whatever happens. And But then I started realizing that my follow-up on those conversations and like you were saying before, the actual relationship building comes from having something beforehand that you're going into that conversation with, something that you want to capitalize on in that conversation, especially when you're talking to people of influence or somebody that you really, really want to get to know in, in that regard. With it being that important, with this idea of building relationships and networking being that important and that crucial to success, why do you think, Heather, personally, why do you think that so many people neglect to do it? Networking. Just because they are conditioned. They they probably have a job. And then just think about the environment they're in. The full eight hours, at least, of their day, they're sitting next to somebody who is going to tell them, oh, yeah, you know what life's all about. Let's go home, watch TV, go to the pub or go, you know, we, they do what everybody else, it's that mass herd mentality, it subconsciously takes over. You watch the news, I don't watch news, but it's negative. It, it stops you even wanting to step out of your house if you keep watching that stuff. So true. You know, and um, they're watching the same stuff, they're reading the same stuff, which is all rubbish. They're, they're you know, they're probably reading tabloids. They, their life and they boss. I mean, think about their boss is probably just is happy that they're not going to try and do something different. They're like the workforce for them or the company owner. So it's not often that they will be in the environment, that the working environment is probably the most toxic one to growth. If you want to be an entrepreneur, that is. Very little people will support you. Most people want to be in that comfort zone. Most people just want to fit in. And the, the truth is to be successful, you can't rely on fitting in because that's the number one reason you're going to fail because you've got to be different. You have to do something different. Or you'll just you'll just be the same as you know generations gone past. Do you think that's something that can be learned, or do you think that's something that you're born with? The bad conditioning, or the ability to not be in the norm, the ability to let go of the security and go off and venture onto something that you really want to do. Yeah, great question. Of course, it can be learned because I learned it. I was very conditioned. I came from the environment where education was everything. You just do what your your job and your career was life. You know that was it. I learned everything from networking, and that opened my eyes and my whole world changed because I went to the first networking event ever. It was a property networking event in two thousand and three, and I never looked back. I was addicted because the vibe was great, and I thought, oh my god, people actually think differently here, and it's so much more refreshing. I don't feel so trapped. So hundred percent can be learned. Just like a dog can learn a trick, you can learn and you're never too old. I don't believe in that. You're never too young either, which is something that most young people think they're too young. And they, I mean, I almost felt too young when I started. I was going to say, so when did you have your first transaction, your, your first property? 22, which is actually quite late because I went to university, you know, so you finish at 21 and 22, I got four properties in the first transaction actually, but I did that at 22. And then I, I was buying houses every week since then. And it was, you know, it was something I just thought, forget it. I'm not going to wait till I'm 30. I'm going to do it all now. Yeah. But I had subconscious feeling in my head that I did put a ceiling on my head at around 30. And I thought, okay, maybe I can't, I'm too young to be too this rich. But the reason I got over that is I stopped hanging out with people my age. I hung out with people that were in their 40s, so 20 years older than me. Right. And even now, my mentors are always way older than me. Because they've already like floated public companies or chairmen of a few public listed companies and you know, they've done it. They make it sound easy, which is what is all that's all you need. 
They right. want someone to show you it's easy. And then that fear is suddenly just, is it goes. Whereas if you talk to someone younger than you or someone very unexperienced, then you're just going to, they're going to tell you how difficult it is. They'll tell you a million reasons why you shouldn't and you can't do it. And, and they'll just knock your confidence completely. Oh my goodness. That's so true. When it just, Jim Rohn just hit the nail on the head when he said that about, you know, the, you're going to be the five people you hang out with the most. You know, like you're the average of those five people and surrounding yourself with people who have already been and done, already been to the places and done the things that you want to do is just invaluable to making sure that you hit that next level and that you continue to grow and you continue to push yourself. And that's incredible. So you went at 22, bought the first property. And then by the time you were 26, you did 150, you said? Yeah, 156 I kept. But in between, I was buying and selling. I probably oh, you bought... Kept. Yeah, I kept 156. And between that period, I had probably bought and sold 400. And then I used to do auction. So from period of 2007, just before 2008, I was doing nine months of providing auctions, auction houses with properties. And we were doing 42 a month. So gosh, I think it was nine months. I've time. do the math there. So that was wow. an extra, you know, but that was, I was getting, this is networking. I found someone from the banking industry that was that had all the repossessed houses in foreclosed house, you know, that list of foreclosures. They were coming to me and then I would have a two-week window whereby I could supply it to the auction house and nobody else knew about it. And then I would flip them like 42 every month. It was crazy. So, um, yeah, I literally didn't start. I was addicted to buying houses. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. I need to get on your level now, Heather. You've inspired me. So, Because I I believe my first property was on when I was 22. Well, technically it was like when I was like 18 or 19, but that was like a partnership (laughs) with my parents and it wasn't really like me doing it by myself, you know? I definitely haven't been doing one a week since then. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so it doesn't matter. I mean, you, it, it's just relative. It's not something you would want to compare yourself to. I mean, I never, I don't actually compare myself to anyone. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think that's that's a very. It's kind of dangerous doing that because that takes the locus of control out of yourself. Comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, you got to do it for you. Some you don't need to be. I'm, a, I'm talking about general people now. They don't need to be super wealthy if they don't want to be. They just need to be able to live life on their terms. I think that's the most important point. So, they, just anything that will stop the excuses of I haven't got enough money or time or freedom. Anything that stops that, you're successful. It doesn't mean you need to have 156 properties. It doesn't mean you need to have companies listed on the stock exchange. Or it doesn't mean anything. That's a personal thing. It just means do what you feel that makes your life financially free and emotionally free and do it for your family. Do it for, for you. It has to be you first. And then you're that better human being when you do it for everyone else. So, um, you, you know, life will take you on that journey itself. When you get completely aligned with yourself and you're doing what you completely love, it will never be difficult to raise the bar. So that's um, probably another bit of advice I'd give someone. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. You may have heard me in the intro give you a little bit of a taste of the new mastermind that I have coming up. I can't yet reveal some of the awesome stuff that's going to be a part of that mastermind. But if it's something that you are interested in, please feel free to shoot me an email over to Travis at buildyournetwork.co and I would love to chat with you about it. Have a fantastic rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.